welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is Season 3, Episode 7 of the Breaking Wax Podcast. I'm Don, and this week we have a special guest, Kurt, from Kurt's Card Care. Welcome to the show, and, and thank you for taking the time to sit with us today. Thanks a lot, Don. I appreciate you inviting me, man. I'm I'm super um, stoked to have you on. I, like we talked about a little bit before the show, I I don't think there's anything controversial with your product or what you're doing at all. But before we jump into that, have you always been a card collector, or is this a, a new thing for you in the, like the recent years? Oh, good question, man. No, it's collector number one. You know, like perfectionist cleaner guy number two, like a close one and two. But like I I um I'll be 41 next year and. I started collecting in the late 80s, so probably around nine, nine, 10-ish. And the only time I really ever took off collecting was when I was like super broke, like when I was in college, you know, from like okay. 20 to like 25. But it's been a lifelong thing. Well, that's awesome. So I am I just turned 40 in May. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that the 80s <laughs> were 40 years ago. But uh, yeah, same. I, th- I feel like a lot of people... In our age group, um, I've talked about it before, where like I collected cards heavy as a kid, and then like high school happened, and for me it was like sports and girls happened, and then I yep. just kind of forgot about cards. And then luckily for me, I got back into it super heavy before the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> I was just watching basketball one night and I was like, Man, I really like Luca and Trey Young. I wonder, th- I wonder what their cards go for. Um and, and coincidentally enough, that there's like no local card shop. So I called the place. They explained where breaks were to me because they didn't have breaks. At least I don't remember breaks as a kid. Do you? No, no. I mean, we could afford the boxes then. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they're printing it pretty heavy. So it was cheap. But it was like they explained what a break was to me. They explained how I pay for it. And I can watch it live on YouTube or Instagram. So I dove right in and I was hooked again. And, uh, and, and here I am now doing a podcast three years later. So I just, I never expected it personally. So where, where are you from originally and where are you at now? Hey, I'm a, I'm a local Michigan guy, man. I'm, oh, born, nice. I'm born and raised in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, lived in a little town next to Ann Arbor growing up. And now I live just about 30 miles North of Detroit. Oh, okay. So I, I went to Detroit, um, a few years ago uh, to StockX Day. So StockX is like a huge company downtown. And uh, yep. I was amazed at how beautiful downtown Detroit was. I didn't I didn't travel outside of that just because we were there for the weekend. But, man, it was great. I was trying to explain to my wife, like, how beautiful it was and how nice it was. And, like, it was not 8 Mile and M&M's Detroit at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can get there real quick. But, you know, most of Detroit is a pretty cool spot. I live, I live in the north side like a uh, um pretty country area you know outside of um you know collecting and sports like i'm a huge uh hunting is like bow hunting is a big thing for me fishing is oh, nice for me um i have uh two two sons i have twin sons that are both you know play football my daughter is a cheerleader so like we're involved in like a lot of like local sports and all that good stuff so it's a fun area for it man i just wish we had some great sports teams but uh our pro sports teams are lacking currently, man. So I got to collect through collecting is how I get my fix with all my favorite athletes. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You guys do have every major sports team there. Just, I mean, Detroit, like I watched, did you watch hard knocks at all? Do you follow the lions? God, it's like my lions fan friends are going to hate me, but God, I can't stand the lions. I, I am not a lions fan. So, so I, I watched hard knocks. for many years, but you know, after they break your heart so many times, I just can't do it. Yeah. That's understandable. Have you ever seen hard knocks on HBO? Yeah, I watched the first two episodes of it, and um, I thought it was interesting. I I, um, I like the new coach's passion, but I hope that they don't use that, take that passion for a weakness. You know, I hope that I he seems like he's so invested in the players that it's almost like wants to be like their best friends and like you know stuff like that. And sometimes that's maybe hard as a coach, but I would jump right back on the bandwagon if uh, the Lions won a bunch of games, that's for sure. So I, I thought his approach was interesting. I, f- I feel like the uh, hierarchy or the chain of command, so to speak, like in, in sports is kind of going away. So like, that's interesting. I didn't think of um, them maybe taking advantage of the situation with him, but I, I really enjoyed his passion and how he was willing to like get in there with the players, do certain drills with them and show them like, Hey, I, I was a player too. I know what you guys are going through. Um, so I've been following them. Normally I would never even care what the score is in a Detroit Lions game. Yeah, I'm a Jaguars no. fan. 
But at this, the last two weeks, I've been checking to see like how they're doing. So I'm I'm rooting for them. It would be so cool, man. Like you know, Detroit, M- Michigan people love sports. I mean, it is just it's just a it's a big thing in Michigan. A lot of um, you know, just from grade school all the way up. I live in a crazy sports community. Um, and if the Lions were even just a playoff team every year, it would just bring a lot of joy to Metro Detroit because those games sell out every single weekend, as bad as they are, as bad as they've always been. And we're just dying for something good, you know? So I, I think, do I think that Dan Campbell's cool as hell? Yeah, he is a cool dude. I just hope, like I said, you know, when it's in a, from a business perspective with a bunch of super high paid athletes, a bunch of egos and, he has his heart on his sleeve so hard. I just hope it doesn't just uh, this bite him. You know, how people don't right. take advantage of it because he does seem like a good dude. Right. Yeah, I think there's a balance. Um, my my one of my friends was Blake. He's well, he is my friend still, but he was a uh, quarterback of the Jaguars, Blake Bortles. And uh, oh, cool. <clears throat> so there was a coach that was there when he first got there, and then the Jags brought in Tom Coughlin, and I remember talking to Blake, and I was just like. Do you guys think, do you really think it's necessary that Tom Coughlin came in? And I forget who the old coach was, but the old coach was the same. He was like a player's coach. And he was like, yes, we definitely needed some more discipline. Uh, he was like, we didn't even get fined for showing up late to meetings and stuff. And he was like, now you get fined. And there's like an emphasis of like respect and the whole chain of command thing. So I think there's different situations. But in that one, like with the Jags, he was like, we definitely needed some more structure. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, but we'll, I guess we'll see how it goes with the new the new Lions coach. Um, so you mentioned hunting and fishing, which which got me intrigued because I'm I'm from Florida originally, and uh, so I grew up just surfing. And then if the waves were flat, we fished or went yeah, hunting. Right um, so how what do you guys hunt for up there? A lot of deer, deer, man. Sure. Yeah, I'm a bow hunter, so that's like one of my favorite things. Is uh, I've always you know through my professional life i've always found myself in busy situations fortunately i'm just a guy that gets involved you know and uh hunting is cool because it's so quiet and so different right you know but sometimes it can be the loudest thing because you're just like you are there no you shouldn't be messing with your phone you know especially if you're in a tree stand and you're bow hunting and you're 30 feet off the ground you got to be focused you know but it's just a it's a nice break you know and uh i've just always been really kind of a country boy at heart so like just fishing and hunting and being out in the woods and stuff like that has always been just like being outside playing sports. So definitely uh, something that starts here in October. October 1st is uh, what kicks off bow season here in Michigan. So when I'm not working on cards, you know, I'll try to be out, out in the tree stand a little bit. Oh, wow. That's soon. <clears throat> so yeah, I guess uh, hunting in that kind of weather, the cooler weather is a lot different than Florida. Like you mentioned the tree stand. I don't know how many times I've fallen asleep in the middle of the summer on the tree stand. Yeah, I, I always, I always strap in and like, and it's funny because uh, at our hunt camp, my buddies will radio me and be like, Hey, did you see anything? And I'll like, wake up. I'm like, uh, Nope. Didn't see anything, but I'm, I've been keeping an eye on everything, but I think it's just the Florida, you know, the heat, the humidity. I it's could easy. Hey, what are you guys doing down there? Uh, are you guys hog hunting? Hog hunting. Yeah. There's deer, but, um, Hog is an invasive species and it's yeah. like, no, there's no laws or rules against it. So like if there was a hog in your yard, you could shoot it in your front yard, even in like suburban communities. Man, it's wild how that has just blown up in the South like that. It's crazy. I mean, and in, in Florida, you know, there's farms and stuff too. And a lot of the farmers will be like, Hey, will you guys come get rid of these hogs for me? And we're just like, yes, we will. Cause I have a my one friend AJ, he only eats meat that he harvests himself. I like it. I, AJ's got it going on. That's a good idea. So yeah, it is, and I always tease him too because you know, like after a long hunt, sometimes we'll go to the bar and have a beer or French fries. I'm like, you didn't harvest or make that beer. What's going on here? Yeah, he has he has exceptions. You know, he does. He does. It, it does though. I mean, you know, as a younger, I mean, I still think I'm young. I mean, we're forty. We're not like you know, no. Nah, I do. I I feel great. I don't feel old at all. I feel better now than I did in my, I swear, like parts of my 20s and 30s. I feel like I'm in better shape now than I've ever been. But 100%. You know, but I do notice that I pay attention to silly stuff like, you know, the food. You know what I mean? Like I used to just eat whatever. And now it's like after being a hunter for so long and just kind of just, you know, not being as busy and, you know, having to 
you know, when I used to work out of my home, I do everything home at home now. This is where I run all of our, our business here. So I'm not having to hit fast foods all the time and all that stuff. And after, you know, I'm a big fisherman too. So fish, venison, whatever. Then you go to another restaurant. I swear, I think, where did this come from? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I still eat it, I guess. But, you know, I, you're right. I think the same way. Yeah, I, it's tough. Um, I know it was like a huge adjustment because they have four kids and, uh, you know, and his wife, she's constant. Like when we go hunting, like a lot of times, like whatever, if, if I shoot a hog, cool. If I catch fish, cool. But for AJ, he's like, I got to put meat in the fridge and the freezer. So like, he's not playing around. And that, I think that was, have you ever been fly fishing? Like on our uh, sight yeah. cast, fly, have you ever been sight cast fly fishing on the boat? No, I haven't. <clears throat> so that's a big thing in Florida. Like people, there's this whole skinny water culture where they kind of push through flats to fly fish. I hate it. <laughs> Cause you're like, you're getting sunburnt all day long. And a lot of fly fishermen in Florida, for whatever reason, don't keep the fish. And like, I don't know how many times I've been with my friends, and I'm like, listen, I, I'm here to get tacos, not yeah, to take, man. not to take pictures. Like, I I think that I would roast just being out in the Florida sun, rolling through flats and fly fishing in the flats. Where do they go for like tarpon and stuff like that? Sometimes, but mostly like North Florida, it's like redfish. Um, mostly, it's redfish or red drum. Hmm. What do, What do you guys have up there? Is there? Uh, salmon up there or when you get into northern michigan you got a lot of nice salmon and um but then here in southeast michigan detroit just mainly panfish that's like the the main thing just little panfish uh, we call them bluegill so that's okay uh, we go out and catch bluegill all day long and best best fish you can ever eat and it's just a it's a michigan thing i guess but uh you know that's usually we catch a lot of bass but i throw those back right right yeah i uh so I haven't caught a salmon yet. That's on my list of like fish to catch filet. And I want to eat it live on the boat, like sashimi it right there after the catch. You can do it, man. It's delicious. I, I do it with every fish pretty much. And it's my mother's Korean. So like she loves it. Like she'll sashimi any fish, which is kind of crazy to me. But I've done tuna. I just haven't done the salmon yet. So my kids uh, since. So my boys are 10 and my daughter's 12 since like we've always been big fish and game people and i love sushi and sashimi my kids have ate sashimi since they were little and it's something they crave and it's their top five favorite food and uh, i'm like it's so cool to have a palate to eat fish like that at such young ages but that is like a treat for them no that is that's awesome it's funny because my daughter's 17 and she has friends that come with us and like we'll go get sushi. And I'm like, what, I'm like, what do you guys want? Do you guys want like actual sushi and sashimi or you just want like fried rolls with yeah. mayo and cheese all over it? Americana sushi? <laughs> that, that's the majority of the time. That's what they want. So, but, um, <clears throat> I see you got a lot of, it looks like guitars back there. Are you, you're a musician? Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's where I'm in. Like right now, like if you ever watch the Kurtz card care stuff, you know, I'm sitting right here doing, I, I got like my lights and like all my card stuff. I got like a locker right here. But then I use the room also. It's a guitar studio and do vocal studio and stuff like that. So um, I've always been, I've always been into stuff really, man, where I like, I can see results and measure results. You know, that's just kind of the thing I've always been into. And like music is one of those things for sure. So I've always been into the playing the guitars. So, and then I got a drum kit over here and, wow. you know, microphones and stuff like that. But I'll, uh, I'm, I'm the jam house. So like, you know, I'm growing up with like a lot of like friends that are musically inclined and a music family. I always have a, I always have a good group of guys that will come over and play a bunch of, play a bunch of nineties cover songs. Oh, that's awesome. So are you in a band or you just do music for you? Just do it for me. You know, I, um, you know, growing up, I've always played with like a group of guys here or there or wherever. And, um, now uh, i got a few friends in the neighborhood that are really good musicians and uh this is where we end up on a lot of uh you know late nights you know hanging out and, and jamming so that's that's definitely what you see is right yeah I'm, I'm i love guitars like wow. like collecting cards absolutely that's probably be my my biggest but i collect stuff i like that's for sure yeah that's awesome i uh i played drums as a kid um, one of my like life bucket list goals is to learn how to play guitar. So I'm not there yet. Um, I told my wife, I want to learn how to play guitar. And then <clears throat> have you ever been to Key West? 
Yeah, absolutely. So my, my life goal is to learn how to play guitar, go to Irish Kevin's and uh, play like five sublime songs, Dude, just, just solo. It. And then that's it. I'm hanging it up. You should but, do it. You should do it. Sublime. Oh, I think songs. it'd be epic. A lot of sublime songs you can play too. Like if you, right. yeah, if you uh, if you practice, you get a you could you could get a handful of them down pretty quick. That's what I mean. That's it. I just want to go up there when everyone's nice and toasty, do my five <laughs> songs, and 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 retire. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's that's awesome. So our our house is the jam house too for a while when my oldest son lived at home. Um, so he's, I guess, met like musically gifted. Like he can listen to um any song and then pick up any instrument and play it like it's insane yeah um, he's got a good ear he he loves the drum but he taught himself how to play guitar bass guitar um he wanted a keyboard set one time and then he taught himself how to play the piano and the key and the keyboard like it's it's amazing i, I wish he would do something with it he but he's not passionate about it i don't know why it's like it's one of those things i guess like he's just so gifted that it's like Maybe it's not challenging enough for him. I don't know. It could be. I mean, like, I've always been way better at, like, drawing and painting and playing instruments than, like, advanced calculus. So it's, like, kind of like when you have those maybe skill set or whatever, like, you can just, you're content with putting it down for a while and using it when you need to use it. You know what I mean? It's right. It's like, uh, yeah, like, my wife is super smart and uh, just, and I have friends that I'm just, fans of that are so different than me that are so like data-driven people that know how to you know just from even things that work on from like on my business like stuff like our website and our social media and our metrics right. and our accounting and all this stuff that we have to do with art and make it done right and you know i uh i look at you know a couple my wife my dear friend michelle that helps me with a lot of stuff and i look at what they know how to do and their skill sets i'm just like i'm so impressed you know so people are you know and and they and you know people say to me, I wish I knew how to play an instrument or could draw pictures or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you can, you know, you just gotta practice. But I just know sometimes, just like if they told me to practice on, you know, being amazing at creating all kinds of data that will help me run a better business, I know it still make me be like, ah, I'm never gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. Well, that's right. their art. This is my art. But you know, teamwork is the name of the game, man. So you, if you if you think you're good at everything, man, you might gotta you might have another thing coming. So you know. Yeah, I, th I think uh, a lot of times it's true, you know, it's who you know, not what you know, and then knowing the right people that, like you just said, can put it all together and make make the magic happen is important. Um, it is. So is, is Kurt's cards is, uh, livelihood? Is that your main business, your job, or is that something you're just doing on the side? No, it actually, mm -hmm. it started off, I mean, good question. Like it started off with just, it's fun. Um, like I've made my products and worked on cards for i don't know like i started making my first batches of products probably in my late 20s so it's been a bit and i just did it for me because i knew how to do that i i've always been into like brewing stuff and making cool stuff like just whatever it's food or formulas or whatever and uh so i got into i got into that and i just started working on my own collection and then i would work on friends i got a lot of hobby friends and then um, when it came to um, like hear everybody's story, right? COVID hit, right? Right. So long, I'll keep it brief, but like me and my handful of friends, we used to run, we were in a really awesome business together. It was all in Metro Detroit. We were DJs. I had a team of photographers and videographers and we'd book all of our talent for events, mainly weddings around Metro Detroit. We have this amazing company, great team of people, um, did it since I was a kid, since like 20 years old until recently. And then um, I've always been a guy that would take on a handful of cards or some nice cards from collectors around the country and work on their cards for them. COVID hit and all the events immediately stopped. My phone lights up with tons of uh, collector friends going, Kurt, can you clean a hundred cards for me? This, 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 and all, and I just, um, was like you know what i as much as i like working on cards i don't want to work on 100 cards a day that's just like too much it's like it's like ice cream's good but i don't want a freaking bowl of ice cream this big right you know I mean? right, right right too much and too so much like, anything yeah and i'm like i just don't want to like turn these guys off because i'm like i'm a people person and i go a long way back with a lot of these guys and uh you know what what happened was i um 
all of our events for the wedding business dried up and we didn't know how long COVID was going to be around. All these guys wanted me clean cards and I'm just like, uh, what am I going to do? So I went out walking, man. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I've had enough of my friends, my wife and everybody say, you know, like I have it sitting right here, you know, like <clears throat> Kurt, you're a good teacher. You're, you're patient with people. You're nice to people. You know how to make good stuff that works. Instead of trying to like say yes to hundred collectors to clean their cards, instead of giving these guys a fish, teach them how to fish, you know? Right. And uh, so then I made, I just looked at it today. A uh, funny thing you asked. My Instagram account is only 13 months old. I didn't even own an Instagram account. I don't even want anything like that. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to really even, <laughs> strangers, I don't really want to talk to strangers. But like then going into business like this, and I didn't even look at it as a business. I was like, you know what? Maybe there's other collectors out there that like to clean up their cards because I go to card shows or whatever, and you'll run into people that have like, um, you know, it's like whether the hobby wants to like acknowledge it or not, like 90% of people that I've ever met in the hobby looks for little ways to like clean up their collectibles and especially their cards, you know? And so I was always inspired by that. And um, so anyways, I said, you know, I'll, I'll show, maybe I'll make an Instagram page and show some people how I work on cards because I get really good results. And in my mind and heart, I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of restoring it back to like the original state. You know, I, I never, right. like what you said earlier, like I would never condone anybody. I love cards. I love them. I would right. hate to see somebody cut them or rip patches out and shove their ones in or put fake autographs on them or like vandalize them. Like, Right. That's, so, that's straight up altering, right? That's, that's not what scary. You're doing that, that's like all. disrespecting the whole thing. Like, yep. so, so I'm not into that. So I'm like, but I like cleaning them up. So I, you know, mm. I started making the, the videos a year ago and man, I found my tribe, dude. Like people right away were like, Kurt, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but I like, I have a patchwork of stuff and you know, and I don't ever want to alter a card either. I'm not going to the dark side, but I want to clean them up the best I can, you know, and I've had mixed results from using this, this, or this. And I just met this great core group of collectors that were like really into this. And then I started like offering it for sale. And I was like, you know, Oh my God, I hope people, you know, have the same results as me and practice. And, you know, I hope everything, I worry about everything. I'm just like, it's the type of person I am. I swear sometimes, but it's been amazing. So the long answer to your simple question is all that crazy stuff happened to me in the past couple of years. And I had to step away from my group of guys that I've worked with for the past 20 years because the collectors keep me so busy that I couldn't even do it all anymore. That's awesome. And, and I was working from like, and I'm a competitive person, man. Like I don't let people down, you know, and I'm like a hard worker and I was working at my other business like i've only i've only worked in like small entrepreneurial type businesses like my whole life so like right can't let those guys down you know it's like you can't let your other team down to do your other job or whatever so it's like i was working from like seven in the morning until midnight for months and my wife is like you're gonna go crazy you know and so i took the leap of faith did kurt's card care full time and um it's so needed because now I can like just serve all of our customers so much faster and better and like take time to connect and do fun things like this with you. Um, and then my wife recently, 16 years as a speech pathologist, she, I, I had to hire a person full time and she said, Hey, you know, I'm really into this and uh, let's do this. And so now my wife is with me full time and I tell you, man, it's like I won't go too far into, into the Sappyville, but it's a blessing. It's pretty, it's pretty no, that, cool. That's amazing. You know, um, the greatest risk, you know, you get the bigger reward. And I like, I'll just be upfront. Like, so that's amazing that you've only had your Instagram account for a year. Um, I, didn't even know what, I didn't even know how to use Instagram. Well, it's funny. It's like a necessary thing. So I, I have a clothing company with uh, one of my best friends. Um, and a couple of years ago, we debated on like the advertising on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. And I was like, I don't think it's worth it. Like who buys stuff on Instagram or Facebook? You know what I mean? And slowly, my opinion was completely wrong. And it's like a necessary evil now. Like it you kind of have to have it, you know. And uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, I, I came across one of your videos or your account. I don't know if someone posted it. Um, so a couple months ago I ordered it and like how we talked about briefly before we started, um, 
recording like i i see nothing wrong with wiping a card or cleaning a card right I'm... at all um and especially nowadays um you know the market everyone says it's it's volatile but i think it's just correcting from covid but even even so like if you're not wiping a card or making sure that there's no fingerprints at the very least before grading and then it's like what are you doing i don't know and you know what the thing is like i am you know, like I said, you know, now that we're a little bit wiser at 40 years old, I um 10 years ago, maybe even longer, like I was a hothead. And if like, you know, I put any ideas or content out there and people that like, I'd be like the first one to debate. Like, yeah, I didn't even think uh, people would really notice what I do or care. And let alone right. a year later, like my whole life has changed from this in a great way and like i have the best freaking customers in the world and you included so you rock dude and i thank you um but like i didn't know it would be such a hot topic like again, i don't like, either you know, I, and, I think... and i don't even think it is a hot topic because anytime no he tries to make a hot topic out of like and guess what you guys i didn't invent this like there's been guys like i was saying in my answer about like how do i do this full time collectors love their cards that's why they work on them now i know there's a dark side of it where guys that will trim and cut and do crazy stuff just to make money and i don't condone that or think that's cool but yeah as a collector you know you just really you, you care so much that you just got to make them look their absolute best before you know you you sell them trade them or, or grade them of course you know i think uh I, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't look at the data, but there's plenty of uh, card Instagram accounts that do that. And if you just look at those numbers, the price difference between even a PSA nine and a 10, and you're doing this as not just, even if you're a, a true collector, but the amount it costs to be a collector, you're foolish to think that doing there's, I just, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. The altering, yeah. the trimming, I, I, I don't think trimming is good, right? Obviously, no. that's that's playing into the whole greed thing. It's a cheap, and, it's a cheap hack, man. It is. It's like when we were yakking, like, I love cards. I would never want to ruin same. them. I like to same. preserve them. And and the thing is, of course, do you know that even like there's some guys that don't agree with um putting like, you know, like polishing up a card or putting spray cleaner on right, it? Right, right, right. As long as it's, it's, I'm fine with that. It's okay. It doesn't shake. It's fine. You know, there's a lot of people that are respectful and say, I love what you do. It helps me out. Other people say, Hey, I see what you do. Not for me, but you know, whatever. Right. Right. And, and that's, uh, I, I, we, so I'm, I'm in a pretty big group chat with a couple guys that are like some heavy hitters in the hobby, you know, and one or two of them were like, I would never put anything on the card to clean it, but I'm okay with wiping it. But the opinion at the end is always, but if you do, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. I, and I don't either. You know, and, and either do I. I, I just said, and clearly, I mean, like the thing is, I also, you know, businesses I love, I love Beckett. I love PSA. Like, I love those companies. I mean, I, I think SGC probably does a great job too, but like, those are just companies, you know, I've always like enjoyed their content. I like what they do. And uh, the thing is, those guys are super smart and they have like world class technology. I would never make something that like puts collectors in danger or in trouble. Right. You know, right. it's like, I bet you like, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to guess anymore, but like thousands of cards probably a week or a month or more get graded by the grading companies that people have done a little edge work or a little surface shine or whatever. And if there was something like that, the those guys thought was wrong with it, they, would, they wouldn't even grade them. You know what I mean? So it's like, and they don't. You yeah, know, I, I think the so, big controversy and has nothing to do with you is those there's a group of guys trimming high end, like high end cards. Yeah, that's and, and that's, uh, that that's, was bad. That's you know danger, I mean? man. That's that's going to the dark side, in my opinion. <clears throat> you know? But it's weird. The hobby is pretty resilient. And uh, that whole thing came about with someone thought they were trimming cards and whoever this person was on. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember the forum, but uh they like took the time to go through all the cards, measure them, show the original bought card on eBay, the graded version, the measurements of it all to just yeah. prove that these guys are trimming. And it was crazy, but I don't, yeah, like I said, I, I love your product. I appreciate I'm an that. advocate for it. I, I think it's a great product. Um, and I, and I, I use it. I use it. I, I mean, I, I would say your product, 
I, I mean, at least in the, some of the group chats I'm in, like majority of the people use your product. I appreciate um, it, man. And to give those guys a big hug for me too, please. Because I've, I've probably graded this year alone, a couple hundred cards and every single one of them, I, I sit down at my desk, I, I take out my little light and uh, you know, I go through them all yeah. and I use your stuff to make sure that they're good to go to grade. Cause especially, I mean, I'm not kidding anyone. Like I, I love cards, but of course there's that uh, factor in there where I want to either trade up the card or sell the card to get something else I want. Of course. So I, of course I'd rather have a PSA 10 than an eight of or a nine. Like it's just logical. But um, how did, how do you keep coming across these big cards? Like accounts are just reaching out to you and saying, I Hey, will you, will you clean stuff. these? Isn't that wild, you know? So like, you know, it's, I, get, I fortunately, you know, I'll have guys ask me every day, if I can like offer personal cleaning services and like I shared already in our talk, there's, I would never be able to do it. You know, I could never take on orders, you know, it's just, right. it's just in a different place um, where I just make so much of our product and do the demonstrations where I could never do it. But so a lot of the, I have a crazy collection and I buy a lot of stuff. So I do have a good chunk of the stuff is mine, but I have a handful of, buddies that i've had deep relationships with throughout the years that i did public i well i you know for up until last year i would take cards on to clean up and do little restoration out of my house and send them back to the guys and so i still have a lot of relationships with those guys and they're some of like the biggest craziest collectors that has to have awesome stuff so to this day i'll take on a handful like a month you know like i have some friends will send me one card you know, or one or two, you know, and I always look for a little bit of a variety so I can just show best practices and make like a content piece out of it. But um, a lot of the stuff is mine. And um, sometimes like I've worked on some of the craziest cards in the world. Like when, when if you look at like the card ladder, if you look at that website, there's so many cards that I look at and I go, yep, that was sitting right here. That was sitting right wow. here. I was sitting right here. Yeah. So the the recent the Justin Herbert was that yeah. your card or that was no no, okay. no just when I just one that a guy I know uh, hit me up and he was a couple hours out here in Michigan and said I got you know a really nice card and uh, you mind if I stop in real quick I said yeah you can stop over real quick it was overall great shape it only had a couple fingerprints on it so it wasn't like a I didn't even make a video of it because it really was the card's <clears throat> noteworthy the card is cool but the right. whole just, but it's funny because I had a couple heavy spots on it. I imagine the guys that pulled it or how, you know, whatever, probably were excited and held it and got a good grip on it. And if you would have sent that card in with all the prints on the front and back, I, if I was a professional grader, I'd have to take off points for that, you know? Yeah, so, oh, for sure. Was that, was that one previously graded or no? I don't remember. No, no. It was just okay. pulled out of a pack, I think, a couple weeks ago. Like, I don't collect prospects, so it's like, and I know Justin's like more of like, maybe he's still a prospect, I guess, but I, um, I didn't even know. I, when, when it sold, I was like, literally shocked. I was like, I can't believe a card would sell for that much money. And Oh, wow. So you, you, you weren't even like, I mean, I'm cleaning aware, I'm aware, but like. I didn't think a million dollars. Like but I, you didn't, you didn't know it was going to be a seven figure card. No, I, no. Because that was my next question is when you're cleaning these high-end cards, are you nervous at all? No, no. I'm I because you know why? Because like look at see this Admiral Showfield? Yep. The same exact thing as the Justin Herbert. Right. It's the same thing. So it's like I don't look at the player, you know, I'm looking at corners, edges. This Admiral Showfield, I will I will draw on this thing with markers. Well, I, this is one of my just test cards that I always keep out here. I'll bend it, screw around with it. Like, so like, I always test. That's R and D. What's that? I said R and D. You're doing your research and yes, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right because every card, whether it's you see me work on a million dollar prism, that's the exact same card. You know, um, a Brady SP last week I had. Uh, one of my buddies is a big Brady collector and. That one made me think a little bit because it was the 2000 SP authentic. And this thing is like fine. Like probably I, I'm hoping it gets a nine five on it. So that would probably put it in the, here's what you got to forgive me. I, I don't even sell my cards. So I don't even know sometimes what the values are, but like 
twenty, thirty thousand dollars, I imagine. You know, right. oh, it's like a fraction compared to the Justin Herbert. But like, I like Tom Brady better. So to me, the the SP was so special, and the Herbert was like, relax, it's a prism card, sit down, let's we'll, we'll wipe it up. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just that's just where we're at in the hobby right now. Is that it's all about the next greatest. You know, everyone wants to hope that Herbert's the next Brady or. It's crazy. It makes zero sense. Like if it I had a million dollars to spend, it is wild. Like if I had a million dollars to spend, I would go out and buy as many Tom Brady two thousand contender rookie tickets as I could. Or buy. or Mickey Mantle. I don't yeah. know. You know, like I, well, and it's like and it's like I think all collectors kind of feel the same way. But like you know, we all kind of talk the same in this regard. But like, what would Justin Herbert have to do to like maintain that type of value? Like. I don't know the answer to that question. Like, I don't know. Cause like when Brady was, he's my PC. So that's why I referenced Brady. Like, you know, they never made one-on-ones in the year 2000. I mean, maybe there's a couple weird ones, you know, I think there are some real low print Brady things, but like, I just don't, I, you know, I know we look at his championship ticket and it's in the millions, which the guy like went one seven Super Bowl. So I, I get it. But like, what would a new guy have to do to maintain a seven? It's just, it's wild. Oh, it's impossible. I mean, that's, you look at um, Detroit's favorite quarterback the last couple of years, right? Matthew Stafford. He Mm -hmm. won his first playoff game last year with the Rams. Now he just coincidentally won the Super Bowl as well, but it took him 13 years to just win a playoff game. And I love Matt Stafford, by the way. Everyone does, I think. I don't think anyone dislikes Matt Stafford. Every all football players like Matt Stafford. Right. Too, you know what I mean? So like I, I love Stafford. He's a guy that I personally collect as well. But yeah, I'm I'm a, as a collector, you know, it's like I can talk myself into buying some expensive Brady cards. But I you know I, I got mad respect for the guys that are chasing prospects, buying them, knowing when to sell them. You know, like if that's what they're I get my joy from buying stuff I like and keeping it. But I know there's so many hardworking guys and girls in the community that make a living, you know, buying, selling, buying, selling, and it's their job. It's so much to keep track of. And I get crazy. I give those those people in the hobby, like a lot of respect. That's very hard. Yeah. You're, you're definitely doing it right. It took me a while to figure out that I don't need or want to cast this wide net when it comes to collecting. So now I I love the Bowman baseball prospects. I do love that. Yeah. I try to always look for guys that not everybody else has jumped on or the hype is so big that the, cost is astronomical because I, I am married you know so like my wife sees everything of course but, uh, you don't want to like get, you don't want to get in a fight about baseball cards with your wife. no no so i've i've tried to like only hold on to things that i i want to keep long term so like i had a brady rookie but i actually just moved it um to get a i got a psa 7 michael jordan rookie card so that's like my grail perfect. card perfect that's my grill card. I, I, and I was happy with like a two or three. So the last two years I've been trying to get a two or three and my buddy, Bill, uh, Jim Mint cards, 23 had a seven. And he was like, I will trade you. B- B- shout out to Bill. Shout um, out to Bill for Bill, real. And Bill, Bill's a good buddy of mine too. He's one of my card buds, man. Okay. Yeah, I got a, I got a Brady from Bill not too long ago. Bill's awesome. And, yep. uh, so like, so I've been just trying to do that. Like, I finally got a LeBron auto because he doesn't sign anymore. I would like one of those too sometime. I know. So I'm it's like I tell myself, and the time to get one's like now, right now, literally right now, because I, I think the season's going to start, and then soon he'll retire, and that stuff will shoot back up. But now is the time for sure. Um, yeah, I think we're in the part of his career where like people are looking for the next one while he's still here, and they're sleeping on prices. Oh, big time. Yeah, so I, I think uh, <clears throat> over the summer I was looking and you could get his Bowman paper rookie card, a PSA 10 for like, I want to say a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks. Right. Which isn't a lot for a PSA 10 that no. there's less than five hundred of. That's a great price. So, um, yeah, if you if you haven't looked at LeBron and he's someone you're interested in, I highly recommend look for look at his stuff. Now, people yeah. are people are a little weird with the high end stuff as far as selling goes like. For whatever reason, they don't want to hear about comps. It's like people are just like, no, this is mine. If you want it, you will pay this much. I know. You probably know better than me being a Brady collector. Yeah, it's the thing is, like, I'm now just a collector and not a seller because, like, I'm sure every collector has this. So it's not a woe with me story. But, man, I had some of, like, the most fire. I still do. But, like, I had, like, the baddest of the bad cards in the world. And I thought that we hit the peak in 2018 of all years and 
I had probably, you know, some guys' collections crush mine, but just me as just like a single collector that, you know, that's just not my normal gig at that time was I had multiple Jordan rookies, uh, like probably five of them that were wow. BGS uh, 8.5s and like three of them were nines. Uh, I had Brady contender tickets. I had Patrick Mahomes, uh, like disco prism auto rookies that I bought for like 2000 bucks, you know, right. I was buying these. And then, um, I thought I was, I thought I was like making all the right moves. I remember selling one of my Brady contenders tickets. It was a nine and I sold it for $15,000. And I was like, man, I am smart. And now it sells for like a hundred, you know what I mean? But I, I got into kabooms before there was a lot of buzz about kabooms. I had five gold Brady kabooms. At one wow. And I, the most I ever spent on one of them was like 600 bucks. Right. Yeah. They were like uh, an afterthought. Like they were like just treat them like inserts like yeah. they are. Yeah, and they were, now they're highly sought after. And it was like right when the auto was still like king and like uh, a card without an autograph would be like way less desirable or comp wise, you know. And I thought to myself, it ties together two things I love, like art, comic book art, pop art and like some gaudy, flashy foil. You know, I'm like, I love I love corny looking stuff like that. So I started buying those. And I remember they only went up a couple bumps like they went uh, like a thousand the golds went to like a thousand twelve hundred i sold like i sold like three of them and then they turned into like and i all had them graded i could I, I had them all spotless cleaned up i got all nine fives on all of them from beckett and uh i sold them way too early because i've seen comps on those cards from like 40 to ninety thousand dollars it happens to the best of them. oh <laughs> excuse God. me so that was a. uh, uh my buddy um, was Razin, a PSA 9 Jordan sticker, right? And at the time, they were like 3000 bucks, And he was doing like this crazy like 100 spot Raz. And I was like, you know what? I'll take the first spot, the last spot, and the middle spot. Somehow I won. Awesome. Someone offered me three grand for it cash in New York. And I was like, I really want the flare, the normal, not the sticker. So I will take three grand and figure it out. And uh, then... This was like right when COVID was happening. Then COVID happened. The same guy um, sold it for 30 grand like two months later. And I was just like, and I, and I remember telling my wife, I'm like, the guy sold it for $30,000. And she was just like, why'd you sell it? And I was like, I'm not going to go down this road with you yeah. because you told me to sell it for three grand cash because you were like, you only paid 30 bucks or whatever. Like, yeah. And I'm hey. like, if I would have just waited. But it everyone's got one of those stories. Every collector has that story, but then that's where I started just going like, all right, Brady's my favorite. You know, I grew up, I was born in Ann Arbor, love Michigan football, you know, and like Brady being just a couple of years older than me, like we would go watch him play. And then when he beat Alabama, oh, and the Lions always sucked. You know what I mean? It was like Barry just quit in 99. So now the Lions lost Barry. And now it's like, all right, let's just hope Tom Brady goes and plays well in the NFL because I love this guy. And then he turned into Tom freaking Brady, you know, that was pretty. I mean, you could argue like you're an eighties guy like me. So like Jordan was always the goat to me. Like there's never, but you could argue now though, that Brady's right there with him or surpassed him as far. Man, I just think they're both like so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, so they're both so awesome. And like, I do, you know, like I definitely love, Michael Jordan more now than a kid because when you grew up in Metro Detroit, you hate oh, yeah. his guts. Like Michael right, right. Jordan's a whiny baby, and when you uh, you want to see Bill Beard drop a elbow on the, on Jordan, you know, and it was just it was such a eighties late eighties early nineties basketball was like WWE mixed with basketball. Oh and yeah, especially yeah. you know. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you live because a true. New York Knicks fan will never admit to liking Michael Jordan or or even owning a pair of his shoes. Right. I was still it's I even though I was like like who cares where these guys play? Like it was hard for me to see Dennis Rodman in a Bulls jersey. You know, like I loved Dennis Rodman. And then when he went and played like in Texas or whatever, like it was just far enough away where I never paid attention. Then I see him come back and play in the Bulls. I'm like, "Man, Dennis, you made a bowl, <laughs> you know? 
But, and he was a know, great Chicago Bull, too. I'm sure the hell was, man. That guy's a great basketball player. But, uh, yeah, but, of course, I love Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know. He's, I still got. I still always find a way to go buy a pair of his shoes every couple of years. You know what I mean? Same. Is uh oh the Detroit um Tigers that stadium is. I don't know if you've been, but that stadium is beautiful. Oh yeah, you know, like when I worked um in my other career, and a lot of it was entertaining, like a lot of vendors and a lot of our accounts. Like we had season tickets for years, so like I would take people to Comerica Park all the time, um you know stuff like that so i when when the tigers were good i loved them you know like uh i used to live in a fun town just north of downtown detroit and like in my 20s you'd go to the bar and we would see max scherzer we'd see miguel cabrera we'd see uh, manager jim leland you know like these guys would be approachable bro hugs handshakes it was like it was your baseball team these guys right. come out and were part of the community and it was fun justin verlander you'd see verlander at the casino or at the at the bar and uh i was all in man i loved those guys but then it's just you know you gotta keep winning to keep me interested i'm sorry i'm, such a, fair, I'm, not, I'm a fair weather fan dude I can't that's all right it. that's all right not everybody can be hardcore but I can't. I uh Mickey is uh cabrera i think he's he's huge in the community there i mean i feel like he's always posting about doing stuff with the kids or stuff within the community there in Detroit. I got to see, I got to see Miguel, uh, not, not like personally, but like in person. I went to the Michigan game on Saturday and uh, we, we sit behind the Michigan bench um, uh, where our seats are. And Miguel was right down there with Jalen Rose and John Howard. So, oh, like, wow. Oh, cool. that's awesome. They were, they were right in front of us. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Miguel, Miguel's a good guy. It, it just stinks. Like, I mean, it stinks. He's on the Tigers. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's like the I, talent's I, getting wasted. I give you guys credit to collect baseball and pay attention to baseball. I feel like that. Like, if I feel like if you're a good baseball guy, I don't even know how you could collect anything else. Like, baseball is so busy, you know? And it's like, pardon my ignorance here is like not knowing all the baseball in and out. But like, I look at like Mike Trout and I'll even probably say his name wrong. Uh, Otani, right? Yeah, uh, Otani. Yep. Those guys are like amazing, but they're like on a team that never goes anywhere either, right? Oh, it's so bad. They're they're literally wasting Trout and Otani's career. So it's like <laughs> I wonder how well, what it is. So it's like you don't we don't have to get into like why, but like that is frustrating. You see guys that are like generational talents that are on a team that's not they're not gonna go down to the record books, you know what I mean? Right. And I mean Otani, you could argue, I know you said you're not uh into baseball, he probably had the greatest season ever last year of any baseball player. Like it was the greatest baseball season ever by anyone. It's amazing. And and they didn't even make the playoffs. So, and then this year, Aaron judge is having a phenomenal year. Might be, might win the triple crown, be number one in every hitting category. And they're still saying, Oh, Tani's going to be the MVP this year. Wow. So, yeah. So it's like, I, I, I paid a little bit of attention to judge. I mean, because it's like sports that are always being on that guy is huge ginormous that's a giant human it is no wonder the guy hits the ball out of the park every time he's at the plate i'm a yankees fan and uh yeah i don't know he just put it together this year it was like his rookie year then he had some good years but he really is he's carrying that team he's like the size of like Giannis, and he's like a baseball player (laughs) right (laughs) I, i wish they would take him out of the outfield i want him to just dh and nothing else I remember because they, they could. I headline caught my attention the other day when they were talk, talking about this this guy's amazing season and skills. And I just sat there and they they had a comparison. I think it was like one of his coaches or something was by him, and he's like this looking down on this coach. And I just then I like googled him up real quick, and I'm like, God, this guy is a monster. Monster. Like, no wonder he's such a good crusher, you know? Yeah, it makes you wonder like what other sports probably he could have probably played. Everyone, every, one, every single yeah. one of them. Those guys are good at every sport. Baseball is the way to go, though. Those guys play for 20 years and oh. make ridiculous amounts of money. Not Crazy. that everyone doesn't, but the longevity is where it's at. So. Yeah, absolutely cool. What uh, Do you know Brian uh, hitting touchdowns? He's a Detroit guy. Mm, I I hate to say I don't know if he's like, yeah, dude, you know me. Um, I Fortunately, I have a ton of customer service that I do every day. And like, right. so up at the company, it's just me and my wife. So like everybody knows how like a lot of sports handles are pretty similar. Like sometimes I, I can't remember them all, but I um, I do. I am getting more and more involved with the Metro Detroit community by 
going to shows and just kind of like trying to right now I'm trying to organize like a guy's night, like a networking night, just of all the kind of players in Detroit that go out and represent at all the shows and, you know, do it for a living. So I might know him, but I'm, I'm not, I couldn't pull his Instagram handle off the top of my head. That's okay. I'll, uh, I'll send you his profile um, in a message whenever we're done. Brian's awesome. He's a Detroit guy um, through and through, went to Michigan. Um, I think he's like a high powered attorney in Detroit also, but he's super into collecting cards. His kids get involved. His son does rips online too. And that's uh, cool. They're they're just a great family and, and great people to know, and I just I know they're right by you. So but. yeah, that's cool. I, I like adding to the network. You'd be surprised, like how many uh, great guys. Like it's so true. Like I thank my customers and friends and supporters so much. Like I literally have the best freaking job in the world for this guy right here. Like being involved with sports and cards and collectibles and communication and strategy. It's like. It's the best, you know, and like I have met so many unique people across the country and across the world through my passion of working on cards, you know, and uh, when you bring up, you know, card collectors that are attorneys to, you know, guys that hustle every day, like I have made relationships with guys that are professional athletes, current professional athletes that are big card collectors. Right. Um, I have met some of the, some amazing musicians that people all know their songs that hit me up. And it's so different. It's so crazy to be this, like this card guy and have a fa- super famous person reach out to you and be like, hey, man, can I talk to you about some prism issues? It's like, yeah, of course. What are we looking at? You know, oh, that's it's, awesome. It's like we can just BS like this. And it has nothing to do with their normal job or whatever because cards is like everybody's fun spot, <clears> you know? And I'm sure they appreciate it too, you know, just to be able to talk to someone and then not just be about them or what they do for a living. So. Yeah. It's like, you know, I recognize a few of the guys from, you know, their sports teams or their band or their musician, whatever they do. Like, but I'm proud of them because how cool to have a cool job like that. But like, how much oh. more fun just to talk about like cards <clears throat> because they aren't calling me asking about if I like their songs or not. You know, they're here talking right. about hey, do you think I can get this annoying line off the front of this card? Because I love this card. You know, but, I, you know, I, but still, like, what you're doing is amazing. And, and kudos to you. I uh, I really enjoy my normal 9-to-5 job. I like it a lot. And uh, when people would always ask me, like, well, why don't you love it? And I'd be like, listen, I, I like it, which I think is good enough, because I don't think most people could even say they like their jobs, I know. Um, let, let alone love it. If I was fishing for a living, surfing for a living, or playing basketball, then sure, maybe I would say I love my job, but yeah. but to turn your hobby, something that you love and care about, into a full time job is amazing. So that's, I mean, kudos to you Thanks. and your wife. It's 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 crazy, you know what I mean? Like I, I almost didn't even like want to share any of this stuff with people because I was like, eh, look, <laughs> people won't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm right, like, right. I'm, I'm like this weird artsy fartsy dude. Like people are gonna be like, baseball cards or basketball cards? You want to like? make a bend like look better or you want to make, I'm like, yeah, you just don't get it. Welcome to my crazy. Right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, no. it's, it's, it's been, it's been pretty cool. You know what makes me even more proud is like, um, I always look to like people for motivation or inspiration. And like, it's like, I don't even really wouldn't tune into like a motivational speaker per se, but like, I like picking up cool things from, from different, you know, people I interact with. And I tell you the card community has been, there's a lot of really smart, really like good people in the community that inspire there is. you know, a lot of smart people, a lot of, a lot of people that really, you know, like I said, inspire me. And, um, it's just been a, it's just been a crazy, it's like you wake up every day and you're like, what messages am I going to get today? What, what card, what is a million dollar card going to come knocking at my front door? You know, like wow. it is, it is kind of, it is kind of, a. I'm still getting used to it. I can tell you that it's not like something I've done forever, you know? So it's, uh, it's been, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. I I mean, you did, it's like the American dream, right? Like you saw a need that no one else was filling and you filled that need. And then now the business is flourishing and it's something that you care and like, and you're passionate about. So that's awesome that you thought maybe no one would get it, but I think everyone gets it. Um, I know I was naive, man. Like I thought, like I thought, like it was a uh, because I think the only time that we ever saw stuff about card fixing was like people like being scammy and like cutting them right, off, right, them right, off. right, okay. right. So I was like, I was like, 
you know, like, is that like what this is going to look like to people? And some people think I'm the antichrist, you know, it's like, God, I'm just trying to show you how to clean up. The but, okay. But I'm, I'm fine with 95% of the hobby saying, Hey, yeah. repair it. this stuff's easy to use. And I like doing it. But like the, the, the thing that I was saying like that is, uh, I love being uh, inspired by things like, as much as I love it when a guy will message me and say, hey, Kurt, check this thing out, man. I got this thing to be a 10. And I used to have a bunch of, there was like a glue on the front. I got it out. That makes me feel great. And I have to say, I kind of get a little bit used to it. So like, I'm happy. I love it. But I'm like, that's that's what I hope people would write. Right, right. But, like I've had, I've had some guys this year, man. I'll tell you that like, hit me hard with like, start off the message like, hey, Kurt. Thanks for making your stuff and showing us how to use it. Um, I was able to turn uh, nine of my past 11 cards into PSA 10s. And I'm like reading it. And I'm like, cool. And then it says, and then since they scored 10, the value was like 65% higher than raw. I was able to sell all these and I was able to pay for my son's bone marrow transplant. Wow. You know, and I'm like, this is so much bigger than cards. You it know? is. Like, and it's like, and then I've had guys like you said, man, I had a, one of my buddies hit me up the other day and said, Hey man, you know, it's like, I want to tell you, thanks for making these products for me because I've turned into like the card cleaner uh, prep guy for all my friends and I'm starting to get customers. And I've worked a job for 17 years that I hate with a passion. And now just being able to work on some cards is making my days better and I'm getting some income for it. And I think I'm getting enough people to where I might be able to do this and, stop going to this factory every day and it's just like that stuff motivates the hell out of me you know what i mean it just hits me it's like i would have never known that if you know if it wasn't for like instagram or things like right, that right right like, that's the right. stuff that really makes me feel good as much as i want people's cards to be clean that's what it just i just want to make sure i'm helping people out with their current situation no that's awesome i i've been meaning to ask you to come on and then that justin herbert thing happened right where the car yeah and then it's like, and then I started noticing people talking about some, to me, it's annoying accounts because I feel like these people are reaching when they say things about you, like in social media. And I, I just, I can't stand it personally. So that's, I, I, I wanted to have you on. Yeah. Thanks. So I could be like, no, I, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing and what's going on. It's a great product. Yeah. You're, I think you're dumb if you're not using it. And the people that are just trying to get views or clicks or followers, I don't, I don't know what they're doing or what point they're, they're trying to make. Trying to sell cards, you know what I mean? It's right. like it's just it's all what it is. Like, what's our and it's just look at it from a business perspective. Yep. You know, these guys that uh it's almost like my customers, and a lot a lot of them will probably watch this. I, my stuff can't fix every single damn issue on a card, man. Like right. you guys know me, I tell you that it can't, but for a lot of stuff, it can and a lot of little things, it does a good job. So, like that, that's that's one thing. But like my my point of bringing this up is, I've had um, like damn near ninety nine percent of my customers tell me great stuff. So like these guys that I've just you know that's why I like the block button on Instagram. It's like I don't have time. I don't want to be deal with no. This. It's like I block them. This is my world. I created. I don't want to hear from you. If you don't like me, that's fine. But the thing is, it's like I see. Uh, any negative stuff that pops up, these guys aren't even my customers. It's like writing a shitty review for a restaurant you never ate at. You know right, what I mean? And right. it's like, if you don't like it, that's fine. But I'm grown enough where I'm like, what business, what, what business is everybody like? You know what I mean? Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. It's like, I like using Yelp all the time. Yeah. And it's like people that leave a one-star review at a, at a restaurant and their their entire review is based on something that has nothing to do with the restaurant. Right. right. And I'm just like, dude, I, I just want to know if the food's good or not. I don't care if you didn't like the way the napkins were rolled up at the table. Like, give me right, a break. It's, it's <clears throat> we all we all have a voice these days, you know. We do. And, and God, if I if I had a if I ever put out a teaching or a product where the mark like it was like 50 50 people like this is horrible i hate that i wouldn't even be in business i wouldn't even right yeah right way too much pressure like i made this stuff privately for me for years and my buddies and we have like 10 plus years of track record of working on our cards with kurt's card care and uh it's always been cool for us you know what i mean so if, yeah fortunately most of the hobby is like hey man 
uh, tell me, I, I have some questions I don't understand, or how does this work, or whatever. I'm cool with all that, but yeah, it's uh, I think with the more popularity, I guess you gain with a service or a product or whatever, you're gonna get people that want to like make some noise about it. Which go ahead, that's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're doing it right. Like, there's no, uh, you won't win by battling them or talking to them or no, commenting. I, you just ignore it. I don't engage um, in right. that because. I just don't, I would never troll somebody like me personally. Like I just look, I'd have to wake up and look at myself in the mirror the next day and be like, you cool with being a grown ass man, trolling people. On <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Right. No, but that it's, yeah. uh, I, so I, I tell you not to respond, but then I respond to everything. That's like, uh, tops now. I don't know. So tops now is a product. If you're familiar with it, just let me know. So like if a major event happens in a baseball game, tops will print Instant, right? right? Right. There. Yep. And yep. they get autographs. And <clears throat> so I like to get the rookies when they do something significant, they'll have the tops now. And it's usually their first rookie card and it's autographed on card. So it's That's really cool. cool. And they're low numbered. So like I got no Neil Cruz. It's like his first major league hit or something. And I made like a real, this was like a couple weeks ago. And then last night someone got on there and wrote, he's only batting 222, horrible investment, and he's a clown. And I'm just like, I read the comment like 10 times. I'm like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Yeah. And, the guy, and the guy hasn't replied yet, but I wrote back. I'm like, he's a rookie. He's batting 222. What makes him a clown? I'm so confused at what, like, where this is coming from. Yeah, it, it's easy to like let that like sink in, right? So yeah. it's like sometimes, even though I have to say to myself, Kurt, you are what other business owner gets 50 direct messages a day that are full of peace and love and thanks? And then you get Yahoo's that will tag you and write, You're the devil and we hate you, and we hope that and you're and you ruin cards. Like, there's like one per, less than one percent. I can like I'll see I'll I'll be like all right I'm gonna shred this fool, but then I'm like no I'm not that's so dumb I don't no but that's that. what they want they're, I don't have time for yeah, this they're, you know? they're I, I'm like I only have X amount of energy being a husband a father me and my wife run the business from top to bottom I can't rip off my customers by giving energy to crap so it's like I owe it to my customers so. <laughs> block <laughs> right right no i i love it uh i love the positivity and uh, uh, it's just i i just can't mm. do it i can't do it like it's just yeah. uh, hey you know what if you if you don't uh if it's not your thing that's fine but if you want to troll or write something negative uh i don't care yeah it's, not no matter what not everyone's never gonna love you but um mm. uh, we've we've been talking for an hour and i i want to be respectful of your time um, I don't, I don't think we missed anything or is there, was there anything we missed I, or anything you wanted to talk about? We didn't talk enjoy, about. I just enjoy the back, uh, the behind the scenes kind of like collector to collector talk. It's fun. You know what I mean? It is fun. This I is what I enjoy. Good, I think it's good content because, um, I appreciate you for letting me tell my story a little bit, you know, like I, um, I'm always, all you guys ever see is, uh, you know, my, my, my card mat in my hands working on a card, you know what right. I mean? So I, I, I try to keep my, I'm a pretty private person. So like, I, I just try to keep my opinions pretty tight on cards and on that when I'm working on stuff. So like you offer and like to kind of unpack it a little bit and just wonder who the heck I am and stuff like that. It's cool of you. I appreciate it. You know, and anybody that watches this, you know, I, I you guys can sincerely, uh, I appreciate you. You can reach out to me if you ever have questions or anything like that. And I'm a collector number one, you know, so I'm always happy to talk cards and, you know, just to geek out with you in that way. So I, I think it was a really fun conversation and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And I, I a hundred percent appreciate you coming on, please. Uh, anytime you want to come on, let me know, you know, if you're yeah. just like, Hey, this stuff's going on, or maybe you got something new coming up or anything, you know, let me know. I Even will, if it's a I short segment. The, I will give you the exclusive brother. I appreciate it. I, I do have a couple, um, Hey, I'm, I'm working, you know, being like a person that loves making stuff. Um, you know, the card care stuff is, uh, I'm happy with the way my products work for, for cards, but I know there's a lot of cool other things that are collectibles, like, uh, like a lot of figures and stuff like that. So I'm working on a couple like hobby polishes and just like stuff that's like safer on different types of plastics and stuff like that. So like, I'm always developing stuff. So like, uh, if I come up with a, a good home run that can get guys great results. I promise to share it with you. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate you. 
And uh, whenever I, I post this, I'll let you know for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, brother. And I appreciate you having me on. And I send my absolute best to your family, your business, and you know all the good stuff you got going on. Same. Same to you. Uh, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.